KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Afternoon, it's 12.05 Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Dane Muzzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press momentarily. Uh, check in with Dane, look forward to doing that as we do periodically. Uh, toward the bottom of the hour, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. We'll give four of you an opportunity to win some barbecue barbecue from Claxons. And yes, another keyword still to come this hour. Uh, let's get Dane Mazzatani in here. The Vikings find themselves in a really good spot, um, in better spot because the uh, Packers are looking way up at them. Dane Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Dane Mazzatani, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Doing well. You know, Trent and I have been talking this week. If the Vikings just go 500 down the stretch, they're probably that's probably going to be good enough to win the North. That's 11 wins. I don't see the uh, the uh, Packers finding a way to win eight football games. No, I, I think you're right. Um, I, I think I leave every Sunday. I guess they play on a Monday too, but pretty much every Sunday, saying to myself, like, are the Vikings good? Like, are they actually good? <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, the more I say that, the more they win. And frankly, I, I don't even know if it matters if they're good or not at this point. Like, it becomes like a basic math problem. Like you said, the Vikings are 6-1, and one, the Packers are 3-5. and five. The Vikings' schedule sets up pretty favorably the, the rest of the way, and we don't even know if the Packers are good. If the Vikings get to, like, 11, 12 wins, there's no way the Packers can catch them. I, I think just, like, the math doesn't work out for, the, for a team – on the other end of the spectrum, that's not playing very well in the Green Bay Packers. So the Vikings 6-1, and one, some people think it's fool's gold. But honestly, like at a certain point, I think we, we look at this team and say like they're doing everything they need to do to win games. Has it looked impressive? Not always. But at that same time, they have not peaked. Like they, There's still a lot of room to grow on this team. And if they can put it all together, I think it could be a really special season. Middle of the pack offensively right now, 16th in total yards. Defensively, this one surprised me, 28th right now in total defense in the NFL. That was a number that surprised me. Defense has been inconsistent, but getting to the quarterback better. Zedaria Smith, uh, he's coming off and making some plays. It just, Boy, is he ever. This, uh, this team, you mentioned that upside. How high is the upside, though? Is it another year maybe it can win a playoff game, or do you still see there is another level that they can still get to and, and be a real contender to get to the Super Bowl for the first time since the 70s. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard, right? Because, like, once you get to the playoffs, like, it's so fickle. Like, when you look at the Bengals last year, they almost lost to the Raiders on wild card weekend, and then, like, three weeks later, they're in the Super Bowl. So, in that respect, like, maybe the Vikings have that ceiling in, in, in them. Uh, I look at their ceiling kind of in this way, like, they are a team that plays in a conference that is not impressive. Like besides the Eagles, is there an elite team in the NFC? Like I don't think so. Um, so I, you look at that second tier. The Vikings are certainly in that tier. The Cowboys are certainly in that tier. Um, I think some people would make an argument for the Giants. I would probably make an argument for the other side of that that argument. Uh, but th- there's not a ton of teams that really pose a, a true threat. Um, I think when, when you look at just this conference as a whole. So I think when we talk about the ceiling from that sense, like 
their ceiling is incredibly high because it's a flat year for the NFL. And, and whether people choose to believe it or not, the Vikings are atop the NFC and, and, and clearly one of the better teams in this conference. TJ hmm. Hawkinson, former Hawkeye, uh, now former Detroit Lion. Uh, there are people that cover the Lions that thought that TJ Hawkinson had, um, had lived up to where his, was he eighth overall, seventh overall? He's a top mm-hmm. ten pick. Uh, the, the, to believe that, you know what, it hasn't worked out for him. He's still got decent numbers. Now he's going to get, um, an opportunity with a bunch of really good players around him and maybe one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, I'm not sure where the Lions going to pick up his fifth-year option, or they declined that, and, and just uh, how much better are the Vikings today now that Hawkinson is one of them? The, the Lions have picked up that fifth-year option, gotcha. so the Vikings will have T, you know TJ Hawkinson under contract next year. It's going to cost them $9.4 million. They're going to have to do some finagling with the cap this offseason, but as we've seen, pretty much offseason after offseason after offseason, like you can figure out ways to make money. Um, you, you convert a, a a base salary into a signing bonus, bang, you got like $5 million. So, uh, you know, TJ Hawkinson under contract, it's, it's something where I think you look at that trade as Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, general manager, building for the future while also trying to contend in the present. Um, that's, this is almost like the perfect storm of that. Like TJ Hawkinson is going to make the Vikings a better football team today, tomorrow, and the next day. But he's also going to make them a better football team a year from now. If he plays well next year, maybe two, three, four, five years from now. So he he's not some old guy who the Vikings are trading for, and he's got a couple more kicks at the can. Like this is a 25 year old kid who, you know, I, I guess people in Detroit would say he's underperformed, and my argument would be like most people do in Detroit. Like yeah. he's won there was, <laughs> there was 12 wins in three and a half years in the NFL, you know, like just a disaster of a, a franchise pretty much since I've been alive. And I just turned 30 this year. So it's like, I get it. Like as the eighth overall pick, you, you expect a certain level of production. Um, but I think a change of scenery could do a lot of good for, for a kid from Iowa. Like you guys said, who is super talented, very good at, at catching the football and very good at blocking too. Justin Jefferson, of course, had that great game against the Packers. He's been playing well, but he hasn't gotten the end zone since week one. Something wrong, something to read into. What's your takeaway there? Just kind of a crazy statistical anomaly, I would guess. Yeah, I think it's more more the latter. I think it's kind of an anomaly. His production has been great, aside from week mm-hmm. two and three, which I think that was an anomaly in and of itself against the Eagles and the Lions. Um, not very often are you going to scheme Justin Jefferson out of a game completely. Um, almost never are you going to scheme him out of a, a game completely in back-to-back weeks. So the production has been there, and I think that's kind of why people look at touchdowns. Like when you want to get into like advanced stats and stuff, like touchdowns are important. Obviously, it's how you win the football game, um, but they can be random, right? Like Julio Jones is a guy who is notorious for for getting tackled at the two-yard line or not getting into the end zone over the course of his career, and he was one of the best receivers in the NFL for for a decade. So. Touchdowns will come. I think the more important thing is Justin Jefferson is producing at a high level with, with his yardage and his, his yards per game, his yards per catch. Um, and he's doing all of that while being double teamed, triple teamed sometimes. Mm. Um, so I, I think the touchdowns are going to come. Um, but I think, uh, Justin Jefferson, the more concerning thing early on was holy cow, like how did teams scheme him out of week two and week three? Um, and he's proven that, that that's not going to be an issue moving forward. 
He made a catch last week on the sidelines, just one for the uh, Unbelievable. What, just amazing on the highlight reel. Um, I want to talk about the secondary because, yeah, Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith are good, really good veteran players. Cam Bynum and Cameron Danzler are, are two guys that have really caught my attention. Both of them young players. Both of them look, look as though they're starting to figure it out, Dane. Yeah, I think so. It's a good, it's a good point. Um, the secondary is led by obviously the veterans, um, Patrick Peterson and, and Harrison Smith. But you, you have seen guys like Cam Dantzler step up. Um, he's kind of high highs and lows, but he makes big plays and he flies around on the football field. And maybe he'll get beat over the top sometimes, but he will, as we saw in the Chicago game a few weeks ago, come in and and, and make a you know a game winning strip of, of 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 a ball carrier you know when it matters most. So it's like. Things like that. Cam Bynum had a, had a big interception last week. Um, you're seeing some of these young guys step up. Um, it's, it's been cool to see because I, I think as a whole, the secondary has, has kind of had its warts throughout this season. Has certainly taken its criticism, but um, they've kind of taken it in stride. And you, you've seen, like you said, some of these young guys step up. Now the Vikings are going to need more of that moving forward, right? Like it, it, it's only well six, seven, six, six and one, seven weeks into this thing with the bye, so it's good for now, um, but they need to continue to grow and take step forward. So it's the Commanders this week. A road trip, playing outdoors, playing on grass. They've won three in a row. Should this be concerning? Should this be one that it, it just, I don't know, to me it has the feeling of that sleepy spot, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there right after the game saying, how did we just lose this game? Mm-hmm. It, it shouldn't be, but... Like, honestly, every game has kind of gone like that to this yeah. point for the Vikings. Like, where you look at it and, like, they're better than that team. And then we're in the fourth quarter of a game and the Vikings are trailing. And you're like, what is going on? So I think this day could, could be a, a very well another example of that. I think everyone, I don't think the team is, but I think everyone within the media, fans, is, is looking ahead at next week at if the Vikings can take care of the commanders. And the Bills win this week, and then it's seven and one versus seven and one next Sunday. Wow. And we'll see. We'll get to kind of see what this Vikings team is made of. But you can't get the seven and one without being the Commanders. Um, they're, I don't think they're a great football team. Um, but Taylor Heineke has seemed to kind of inject some life in that offense. Um, that front seven is, is as dominant as comes in in, in the NFL um, with Deron Payne and, and Jonathan Allen um, rushing up the middle. Um, you've seen this year. When Kirk struggles, it's when he gets pressured up the interior, and the commanders do have two of the best interior pass rushers in the league. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but I think the Vikings are just better. I think talent rises to the top of the NFL, and I, I kind of expect that on Sunday. I don't think it'll be a dominant win just because we haven't seen one yet, but um, I do think the Vikings pull it out. Ken's got a little hockey for you. want to go to your alma mater, the mm-hmm. U, University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Phil Fleck, they should win this week against Nebraska, but the wheels fell off there in the middle of the season. Where are people with them? I mean, if I had to listen to that act week in and week out, I'd drive myself absolutely crazy. Where are Gopher fans, though, with Fleck? I think people are a little disappointed. I think this was the year, like, at 4-0, and just destroying Michigan State on the road. People were saying, like, this is the year to win the West. The West mm-hmm. is down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You know, three weeks later, you, you've lost three straight, and it, it's kind of gone sideways. I think people are frustrated with with the fact that the ceiling felt so much higher on this ceiling, or on this season rather. Um, so I think 
that is maybe starting to get to fans. Uh, I, I saw fans during that three-game losing streak suggesting they fired P.J. Fleck, which I could not disagree with more. Like, that's just silly. Um, he's, he's turned this program around. Um, he has them in a respectable you know, standing in, within the Big Ten. Um, but, yeah, you do see these kind of mid-season slumps out of teams, um, something that's going to need to be fixed moving forward. Um, but, man, the grass is not always greener, and, and, we, and we've seen some <laughs> – some grass in the past that's been pretty dead with, with, with some of the coaches that have come through here. So, uh, PJ Fleck is, is, is the least of the problems. Jim Wacker, Tim Beck. Ooh, there, there's, it's been some rough ones. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. Oh, who's, who's the guy that was the uh, tight ends coach? Oh, yeah, with the, the Broncos. Bruce, yeah. Yeah. Bruce, yeah. Yeah. He's great. Um, Last thing for you, Minnesota, the Wild, the Iowa Wild are actually playing right now downtown Des Moines uh, on the stream. We carry their games, but um, they're on the stream today due to Trent and I being on the air. Uh, but the, the the big club, the parent club, they got four losses uh, or five losses. Um, but you know, when you look at who they who they who's beat them, the Rangers, the Kings, the Avalanche, and the Bruins, four of the best teams in hockey. Where are the Wild right now in your mind? I think they're improving. I think people freaked out over that zero and three start. Um, reasonably so. Like three game losing streaks do happen over the course of the season. If, if a team lost three games in January or February in a row, we probably wouldn't think much of it to say, "Oh, it's the season swoon." Uh, because it happens at the beginning of the season, and you have that zero in the win column, um, it, it kind of gets fans a little upset, a little angsty. Uh, but I think the Wild are they're going to be fine. I, I think when you have a guy like Kirill Kaprizov. Um, you, you can't be bad. It's impossible. Right. So, But I think when you, you see Kaprizov kind of dominating night in, night out, where the Wilds have kind of turned the corner, in my opinion, over the past week and a half. They were just on the road for 10 days. Um, and I think it was good for them to get away. Where they've turned the corner is they're defending well, finally, in front of their net. Um, yeah, they couldn't get a save through the first three games of the season, but guys that were shooting from point-blank range uncovered. Mm-hmm. So... The Wild have done a much better job in front of both goaltenders. I think Mark Andre Fleury is playing incredibly well, which is Lately, good yep. to see yep. after after you know all all the heat he took from early on. So they're on the up and up, and I think they're going to be a team that that obviously gets to the playoffs, and then you kind of take your chances once you get there. Dane Muzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Dane, as always, we appreciate your contribution. Look forward to doing it again. Thank you, Dane. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Yep. Thank you. Dan Tani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Uh, all right, uh, TC. So the Vikings, are they, where are they? Pecking. I mean, they're, they're probably in the top five of anybody's, top seven, power ranking wise. No. I, I have to see more. Kirk Cousins in a big spot. So you just can't trust him. You absolutely can't. We know mm-hmm. about the primetime record, and mm-hmm. it continues, as we saw this year on Monday night, against the Eagles. So let's just do the NFC. All right, Eagles are one. Yes. Who's two? Niners? Or Cowboys? Cowboys? One of those two. One of those two. Okay. Are, are we talking about that can get to a Super Bowl? Yes. To win the conference? Yes. Not to have the best record? No. To, win, to, 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 to represent the NFC? Then yes, I would put both the Cowboys and the 49ers ahead of the Vikings. Would you put Tampa Bay ahead of them because of Brady? We're thinking long-term. We're thinking to January. That running game's got to get going at some point. Yes, I I think I would. Okay. Um, we don't believe in the Giants. No. I, li- I mean, I like this story. I, I do like this story. Dayball done a terrific job there. Um, so six, five, six? Probably. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's. Okay. If Seattle continues at this path, yeah, I don't believe in them at all. At all. At all. I don't. I, look, Geno Smith may be one of the better stories of the year. Rams? No. Talent? Yeah, but no, no hangover. It's usually for the loser. It's but it's affected the winner. <laughs> it's affected the winner here. I think there is just so much scar tissue built up with this Vikings organization, too. I get it. Can you imagine if it's the Vikings and the Bills in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Those two franchises? 0-4 oh, versus 0-4. Oh, right. One of them would have to. Now, would they? Would it end in a... <laughs> they just keep playing <laughs> they just it, though. Keep playing. They just keep playing. Um, but could you imagine? That? We'll get that game next week, actually, if yes. Minnesota goes to Buffalo. I got some uh, friends and family that are heading up to really? Buffalo for that one. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be... Well, we'll see. Yeah. It's football, it's sports after all. All right, Bill Benner's going to join us next. Right now, it's time for another $1,000 keyword. All right, so I'm a little bit confused. Yes. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Well, we had a winner on KXNO earlier this week. Right. But I've got the keywords for the week, and I've got two Wednesdays. Two Wednesdays. But I'm assuming one of the Wednesdays is actually Thursdays. Sure. That would make the most sense. So this, I'm going to give out the keyword bank at kxno.com. That's going to be the winner. Go to kxno.com and right enter now. And the keyword bank. And we'll get a, give you a tip of the ball cap. I mean, if you yes. win, we'll put you on the air. Well, I, I saw the drive that. did that. Why wouldn't they? kxno.com. Bank. Bank at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000. And if you get a phone call from a number that you don't know. Answer. Answer. Yes, Answer. And hopefully it is iHeart saying you won $1,000. It's as simple as that. Indeed it is. We will come back with Bill Bender. We'll talk college football, the games this weekend, big, big weekend. As the calendar turns into November, the first Saturday in November usually is. Hopefully this one is no different. We'll talk to Bill. Uh, Claxon's Barbecue giveaway is coming up here in about 21, 20 minutes. It's Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone, returning customers and newbies, can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. Only two NBA games tonight. I'm zeroing in on the Nuggets and the Thunder. Got a little joker in there. Two. I got SGA going with him. A little over in uh, total assists, rebounds, and points. Put them all together up to 100% and that same game parlay profit boost. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO. Bet any $5, make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. It's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code KXNO where you must be 21 or older. Iowa only the bonuses issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, call it's off if you or someone you know needs help. Joined again by Dr. Ethan Heisman, Elite Eye Care in Waukee and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Heisman, getting older, I wear contacts. What do you have so I don't have to deal with cheaters? Multifocal or bifocal contact lenses. These lenses are very well designed and very comfortable so that when you wear them, you can still enjoy nice, crisp, clear vision far away, but then you can also still see up close without having to throw on reading glasses. Come see us at Elite Eye Care in our two locations, and you can see myself, Dr. Ethan Heisman. We have Dr. Heidi Bell, Dr. Kelsey Swatsky, Dr. Macy Dieleman, and Dr. Kelly Jansma. One for podcasting. After the storms hit Central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today 
gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roofing. Before by NHTSA. Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on... But you can rent it. Get in action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-8-KXNO. Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, about 15 minutes away from giving four of you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Right now, let's get to our uh, friend who writes at the Sporting News. Sportingnews.com is where you can read. Bill Bendry covers college football, uh, but uh, covers all of the sports. Bill Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. Um, playoff rankings, first of all. Let's go back to Tuesday night when they were unveiled. Just, uh, you, just your thoughts. Did the committee get it right, punishing seemingly Michigan uh, for the, uh, the soft non-conference schedule? TCU behind Alabama, rankled some feathers. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, committee's unveiling of the first playoff rankings, Bill? I mean, nothing too surprising to me. I, you know, at Michigan, you're right. Their non-conference schedule was docked them a spot, but I mean, they still play Illinois and Ohio State, so it doesn't really matter. I was a bit surprised that LSU was 15 in the polls and then 10 in the rankings. That's probably one of those big disparities where the committee clearly thinks more of them heading into the weekend. Um, Tennessee number one. I mean, how about that? I, I mm-hmm. did a big piece this morning about how they uh, haven't had something like that happen since 1998, and I was a freshman in college going around keg parties. So uh, <laughs> it's been – I don't that, – maybe that's why I don't remember it as clearly. Uh, no doubt about it. It's been a while. So, Bill, these rankings that come out, this week it was they didn't like TCU because they're not a complete football team. Well, by the way – now, Georgia last year, I don't know if they were a complete football team. They had the best defense, maybe the best we've ever seen, but it wasn't a great offensive team. That's not the measuring. You're not measuring complete football teams. And then they'll come up with something else stupid next week, and then they'll change it, and they'll change it. Ultimately, though, that aside, the TV show aside, when we get to the end, and when we get to a 12-team playoff, do we need to have a better criteria for awarding these playoff spots? It's something that is a little bit more tangible than just making crap up on the fly. You know, the new term that got hot this week, trend was Trent was a brand bias. I hadn't heard that. And it, it, some others are onto that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look, if you strip off the uniform or take off that Alabama paint and, and those kind of things, yeah, you would think differently about that. I'll say this. No team in the FBS had a better October than TCU. 
They beat four ranked teams. They came back twice. They they have emerged as the Big Twelve favorite when nobody thought they could. And nope. that style, it's sometimes I get aggravated that you know the Big Twelve plays a different style of play than they beat them a ball in the Big Ten West, and that's okay. They still won the football games. Indeed, they did. Uh, Bill, what game has um, of these two, the two uh, um, just heavyweight tilts in the SEC, uh, Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Alabama, which of those could get out of hand? Oh, why, do, why do you have to ask me such a tough <laughs> question? Um, I would say Georgia, if they get rolling at home. I, I, I don't think I'm looking at it from that perspective. I don't think Alabama is going to blow out LSU, although they have the last two times. Maybe that is the bright answer. But if Georgia gets rolling at home, I mean, they blew out Tennessee last year, mm-hmm. and they're going to be on an emotional high. I think um, the first game at home since then, Dooley passed away. I'm trying to talk right. myself into Georgia here, but the right answer is probably Alabama rocking LSU if they get rolling, too, coming off a of bye week. But I mean, these are huge games. I, the good news is I don't think either one of them is going to be a blowout. I think they're both going to be relatively tight. You mentioned Alabama-LSU. Under the lights, it's not Ugh. CBS, though. They, this is one of the weekends they decided not to go with the doubleheader because they thought LSU was going to be down. You know, we know Brian Kelly. You know, it, I, Trent, I just assumed it was on CBS. No, it's uh, ESPN, I believe, huh? has this. Yeah, it's ESPN uh, that has this one. So because of that, you look at the next five years, say, of LSU. Kelly could coach. He got Notre Dame to a certain level and, and couldn't surpass it. But the talent that they can bring in, the way that he can build a program, are are you a believer that Brian Kelly, at minimum, he's going to win a national championship in the next five years at LSU? I think he's going to have an opportunity to. And, and he came to LSU for opportunities like Saturday. I mean, yeah, he's 0-10 against Nick Saban, but those were Notre Dame-Alabama matchups where Alabama clearly had more talent. They had some transcendent teams that he bumped into. Um so, yeah, I mean, what he's done, and I know we all criticized him over Twitter all, all season, and, and how'd that go? I mean, the guy can still coach football. I think he's a fantastic coach, mm-hmm. and he's going to continue to do a good job there. I don't know if they have enough to win on Saturday night, um, but if Jaden Daniels does what he's done the last few weeks, they're certainly going to have a chance. Yeah, he's been much better lately than he was in September, no doubt about it. You, you, Trent mentioned uh, Brian Kelly's former school, Notre Dame. What about that game, Bill? Uh, it's a night game. NBC will have that one. Know where that one's going to reside. Clemson on the road against Notre Dame. Is Do you smell upset in here at all? Um, It could be a little messy with the weather. I mean, if, that, if it gets like that and the weather's nasty, maybe we could have something. Um it's funny, as Bill Trochi, my editor, pointed out this week, that the spread is actually, I think it's really comparable to what it was when Clemson was number one and rolled in there a couple of years ago. So it's actually less this year than it was then, or more this year than it was then. Um, I think the Tigers are going to come off a of bye week and win this game. They're one of those schools that, not being disrespected, but certainly they, they – I think they're a good team. I think they had their scare with Syracuse. I think they stay focused and beat the Irish, who have played up against ranked teams this year to this point. Bill Bender joining us from the Sporting News as we look around college football. You have TCU undefeated. They go undefeated. They go 13-0. They're going to get in. I, I, there's nothing that you can tell me right now. An undefeated power conference team is going to be left out. That means you got to be perfect. Texas Tech this week. We know, of course, Iowa State's going to be at the end of the season. A Big 12 championship game still in front of him. You still got Texas. I mean, there, there's so much still 
out there for this TCU team. Can they do it? I mean, what's how realistic is it that TCU caps this thing off at 13-0? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's realistic to me. I, the one that has my attention is Texas. There's going to be a lot of pressure next week because they're, the guy that has a statue at TCU is going to be standing on the other side. <laughs> true. I mean, what a, what a wrinkle to that that, yeah. that presents. Um, and anybody that's talked to Gary Patterson knows he, he'll try to downplay that all he wants, but you know he's going to want to get that one. Um, very good month. And I think, so you are a Tennessee or you are a Michigan, and you're kind of looking at, man, we could have lost one game and not get in. The teams you're rooting against, or TCU and Clemson, because I think that opens the door mm-hmm. for you to get in, and especially Michigan, who, you know, 11-0, and I'm not real worried about the ranking right now because I think they're really good, and I think they'll be 11-0 and in Columbus, but if they lose a close one there and don't get in, or vice versa, I mean, I can't believe I'm telling you guys that. I think that's an elimination game yeah. unless somebody loses and gets out of the way. You could be absolutely right. Uh, this is kind of a, a really difficult question to answer, but I'll, I'll pose it this way. Is Drake May the best college football player that very few people know who he is? Well, we wrote about him earlier in the season, didn't we? And uh, we, we were on to that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I'm gonna, I give myself a small pat on the back. I shouldn't <laughs> you do that should. here. Um, uh, he leads the nation in total offense. Yeah. He's, when I spoke with him back in September, he's very fun to be around. Uh, I can just tell. Like, you listen to him, he's, he's embracing that moment. They are the team that I think Clemson needs to worry about more than Notre Dame. Uh-huh. Because if they catch Clemson in the ACC championship game with that quarterback and that offense, they're going to make them uncomfortable. And Mac Brown, what's Mac Brown backdoors into the playoffs? How about that? See, what a story that would be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had no idea his numbers were as good as they are. It's just uh, stand out the way they do. I think he's going to make Mac Brown coach till, till his, uh, till May's tenure, uh, in North Carolina is over, which is probably only two more years because my God, this guy is unbelievable. He's got NFL quarterback size. He's got an NFL arm. Not only that, he can run it when he needs to. If he doesn't lead the team in rushing, he's right there behind them. Uh, I think this best football player that very few people have heard about. Well done, uh, chronicling him at the beginning of the season. Um, what did you, did you mention the Texas game, mm. Texas K State? Real quick on that one, Bill, because um, you know K State that was such an improbable win last week, right? I mean, they, they sure could they beat Oklahoma State? Yeah, okay, maybe you can make that case. Not the way that they did; they absolutely destroyed them. So, how do they follow up on that one? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, that was the most mystifying result of last week. It was Kansas State blowing out Oklahoma State forty-eight to nothing. I didn't. Uh, I still haven't really computed that one. So I, I think Kansas State, if they stay on task here, now they've lost the last three to Texas, so it's not going to be easy. But if they stay on task, they're a team that could get in the Big 12 championship, maybe get to a uh, New Year's Day six bowl. And Chris Kleeman has quietly built a quality program there, very quietly, kind of like Bill Snyder used to be. But, I mean, you just can't go there and lay an egg. But 
again, Texas is favored, and it's a line that makes me weirded out a little bit because I'm thinking Kansas State will win a one-score game. But, you know, their lines have just tripped me up all season. Them in Georgia, I've been terrible at picking Georgia's not not them to win, obviously, but their their spreads have been terrible at this year. Yeah, I was surprised Texas was favored. It really was. And uh, yeah, the numbers, the power numbers, still love Texas, and mm. no surprise with the talent that they have. It just kind of getting over that hump. Auburn's open. The circus continues. They got a new <laughs> AD. Oh, by the way, Auburn this week in his first game as the athletic director, they play his former team, Mississippi oh, State. That's rich. It just uh, there's always something going on here. You can win the national championship. We've seen it at Auburn. You'd also be fired very quickly. We've seen that, too. Who gets the job? Is it the lane train making the trip over to Auburn and getting a shot against Saban year after year after year? Is it Hugh Freeze making his way back to the SEC? Dion, does he make sense there? Ultimately, what direction do the Tigers go? Um, Dion would make sense. Lane Kippen wouldn't make sense. You know, I got that question. I've seen that. I can't take credit for that line of thinking. I've seen it on SEC Network and SEC Today. I think Peter Burns floated out a scenario where um, Lane Kiffin to Auburn, Dion to Ole Miss. That kind of makes sense. I like that. And it does in terms of those kind of things. But um, certainly going to see what happens. Um, but I, I think that list, Matt Rule, Lane Kiffin, uh, Dion, those are the guys, even all the way down to Jamie Chadwell, all those guys make sense. Bill, I'm on your Twitter feed, and uh, there it is, right pinned at the top. North Carolina, Drake May wrote the story on September the 22nd. You were ahead of the curve, Bill Bender. Great stuff. Bill, thank you for doing this. Enjoy the weekend. I think it's going to be bananas. Certainly hope it's a great weekend. Anticipate that it will be. Thank you, Bill. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Yep, thank you. Bye-bye. Bill Bender uh, from the Sporting News. Um, which of the two has a chance to be a blowout? It's probably it's got to be Alabama LSU, right? Mm. I don't think it will be. Not necessarily. You think Tennessee... They get- could. If Georgia defense slows them down, the Tennessee defense is still bad. Yeah. Would you be fall out of your chair shocked if it's 42-20? Kind I wouldn't. of. I wouldn't. Just because just so, so good defensively. Yeah. Look what they did against Oregon. I know. 48-3 to or whatever the hell it was. And you're going to score... Against that Tennessee D, I would think. Mm-hmm. I can see a scenario there, at the very least. I can see a scenario where that happens. I like LSU this week. Do you in the I points? Do. What's it, 14, 13 yeah. and a half, something like that? Um, are you going to leave your picks behind, by the way? I will, yes, if uh, people want to fade my friend. Great throughout the week. How good have I been Monday through Thursday this year? Terrific. You were 4-2 and two again yesterday. And it gets to Friday. Our favorite day to make our picks mm-hmm. is the football picks for the weekend. I'm, I'm picking NBA and NHL lines. I'm doing stupid things in the week and hitting seemingly day after day after day. And then it gets to the end. Pitcher props. Oh, the pitcher props. <laughs> and then it gets to the end and I just, I'm not seeing college football this year, point spread wise. Right. And the NFL's been good, but it's college football. I don't know what it is this season. I've been pretty good at this in the past. You know that. Mm-hmm. We document our numbers. Mm-hmm. Last year's 58%. Two years ago, 62%. I can do this pretty well. This year, it is not working. You got a lead on me right now. No, I, I, I can't. You do. We both, I was one in four last week. So was I. You got a half you game lead. You are bad. This is a <laughs> If struggle. I'm in front of you, you're having a stinker. It's a rough, rough season. This College is why football. I bet futures, because I cannot pick games to save my life. I normally can. 
Not this year. All right, we're going to give you an opportunity to show us that you can do so. And if you do, and if you can show us that you can bet or pick more games than three other contestants, we'll give you $35 from Claxons. If you're second best in this contest, we'll give you 25 If you haven't played in this contest in the last 30 days, you're eligible to do so right now. Claxons Barbecue Giveaway. First four callers, if you're getting a ring at 515-284-5966, stay right there because that means you're in. 515-284-5966. Claxons BBQ Giveaway next on Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 K. You get your podcast. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to wolfroofing.net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time for Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway. Claxon's, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. You can find them online, ClaxonBBQ.com. ClaxonBBQ.com. Serving barbecue in the Altoona area for over 25 years. Uh, Jeff Bezos apparently is interested in buying the Commanders. Oh, that's good. If he is, or if he does, I wonder if the league would let him change the name. Would to you want the to buy Amazons? It? Well, no. <laughs> I was thinking more about the football team. Probably not going back to that. Would you? Would you keep it the Commanders? No, I wouldn't either. But would they let them because it's year one and you sold all that merchandise? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you wouldn't be able to do it right away. I don't think you no. would. But if I'm buying the team, I don't want to buy the Washington Commanders. The I want commies? a fresh crack at this. Yeah, the commies are just nah, it's it ridiculous. Did they not think this through? Apparently not. Well, it's the Snyder family. That's true. And they're about to be even richer. Bought it for $750 million, for crying out loud. Going to go north of $4 billion. Tyler, Paul, Steve, and Jason will give you four games. You give us four answers. Most right gets a $35 gift certificate from Claxon's The Runner-Up 25. Hi, Tyler. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you coming on. Purdue is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa on Saturday. I think the Hawks have had this one circled all year long. Wrong team is favored. Give me the Hawks. I love it. Uh, I uh, Iowa State gives six and a half to West Virginia. You know, I just don't think this uh, Iowa State team is very together this year. So um, I think they finish zero and nine in the conference. I'll take West Virginia. Gee. Georgia, a seven and a half point favorite over Tennessee. Um, I have become a Tennessee fan for life. I will take Tennessee. <laughs> Bama's thirteen and a half at LSU. Uh, Bama. And here's the tiebreaker, Tyler. Uh, closest without going over. In tonight's Game 5 World Series, total hits, both teams combined. 
Uh, let's go with uh, 14. Tyler, thank you for playing. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, love the fact he's got some reasoning behind this, too. He's good at this. Uh, hello, Paul. Welcome to the program, Paul. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Good. Uh, Purdue gives three and a half to the Hawks. Give me the Hawkeyes. Iowa State will give six and a half to the Mountaineers. Cyclones. Georgia, seven and a half point favorite over Tennessee. Georgia. Bama, 13 and a half at LSU. Tigers. Uh, Tiebreaker, Paul, is total hits both teams. Game five, World Series tonight. Twelve. Paul, thank you. Appreciate you playing. Thank you. Have a good day. And you do the same. Uh, Steve is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Steve. Hey there. Uh, Purdue's a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa. I'm going to take Purdue with a lot of short passes. A lot of short passes. All right. Iowa State is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over West Virginia. Is this in West Virginia? Or it's in Ames. In Ames. Oh, okay. I will go Iowa State. They're due to pull, put it together. Indeed they are. Georgia's a 7.5-point favorite over Tennessee. Uh, I keep rooting for Tennessee. I like watching them. They're fun. I agree with you. Neyland Stadium when it's packed, and it has been lately. Bama's a 13.5-point favorite at LSU on Saturday night. I don't like Alabama and all those. I'll, I'll take... Uh... LSU and all those points. All right. Uh, Tiebreaker, Steve, closest without going over. Total hits game five tonight. Uh, both teams combined. I'll go um, seven. Seven it is. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. And uh, Jason wraps up Claxons this week. Hi, Jason. How's it going, guys? Good, thank you. Uh, Purdue, three and a half point favorite over the Hawks. Give me the Hawks. Iowa State, six and a half over West Virginia. I'll take West Virginia. Georgia, seven and a half over Tennessee. Give me the Vols. Alabama, 13 and a half over LSU. Uh, I'll do uh, LSU. All right. Tiebreaker, total hits tonight, game five. Closest without going over. 13. 13. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Appreciate you listening. Thanks. Appreciate you playing. Appreciate Claxons. And if game five isn't played tonight, although I don't didn't see any rain in the forecast, whenever it's played, it's that would five, be the yeah. tiebreaker. It's game five, whether yeah. it's tonight or tomorrow. Uh, speaking of tomorrow, you're not here. You're mm-hmm. headed to Las Vegas. Um, you're going to have a ball. What time do you get there tomorrow? Tomorrow we get there like at 5.07 Pacific. Okay, so you're checked in by 6.30? Hopefully 6.15 because we have oh, a 7 o'clock. Yes, yeah, 7 o'clock we have a reservation of the fire pit up at stairs at Legacy Club. Nice. So meeting our group, that'll be out there for my wife's 40th birthday. So you'll get off the elevator and see a million dollars in gold bars, uh-huh. or whatever it's valued at the time. Which is a really cool experience. It really is, right? Yeah. Then we're hitting berries for dinner. Oh, you're double dipping. Double dipping, hitting that up after a few cocktails upstairs. And then we'll see where Friday night takes us. But remember, (laughs) Iowa kicks off at 9 a.m. Well, I don't have to remember. You do. Cabana begins at 8 a.m. We'll see how much sleep I get Friday night. Probably not much. (laughs) What's the weather forecast for the weekend in Las Vegas? It's like 72. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, Let me see. I'm going to bring it up on my screen right now. Saturday, eh, down a little bit, 68, 72 Sunday. Not bad. You'll enjoy yourself. Yes. Uh, you have fun. We'll see you on Tuesday. Try not to have a show.